0: Good day everyone. Welcome back to Let's Go There, the podcast about searching for God in a post-truth world here with Mark Brewer. How you doing, Mark? I am doing pretty well. Excellent. Snow is melting before my eyes. Oh, isn't it wonderful? It is it is great. It is wonderful. Hopefully we won't get that late May snowstorm like we did last year. <laughs> oh, or makes, early May. That makes me feel ill thinking about it. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. So this week, speaking of which, we're talking about the helmet of salvation. Our game of trying to be good enough is over. That's quite a statement. I look forward to hearing you say why the game of being good (laughs) enough is over. But first, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. Why do you think we play this game in the first place?
1: Yeah, I think we live in... uh, There's something in us that's wired to reward people for being good or punish them for being bad. It's just the how we feel. Everything we do is graded, it's weighed and measured, and you're given some kind of result. And so you get good things for being good. You get a better paycheck for working harder or better grades for studying longer or whatever the case might be. And so I think there's just this thing that is wired within us that says my value here on this planet is whatever I'm doing. Mm. am i performing well enough or contributing enough and and i think that plays in even to our idea of eternity in heaven and god and this whole kind of stereotypical picture of mm. i'll stand before god someday at the pearly gates i'll get in because i th- i think i was good enough mm. and i think when we're measuring ourselves
0: yeah i think it's easy to say that we're good enough <laughs> yeah and or there's a lot of people that no matter what feel they're not good enough Exactly. You get that kind of yeah. disease too, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this phrase, the helmet of salvation. And I'll be honest with you, this term salvation, or I guess more, more specifically for me, this term getting saved <laughs> makes me cringe a little bit mm-hmm. and, and largely because of the way I've heard it used presumptuously in church culture. Like if you came to my house and said, hi, uh, I'm here to save you from something that you can't see right now and it's going to harm you. I'd probably think you need a helmet uh, because you you bumped your head <laughs> mm-hmm. on something. So let's back up a little bit and suppose that most people listening are law-abiding citizens, nice to their neighbors, mind their own business, work hard. What am I needing to be saved from? What am I in danger of? What is the situation that I'm in where we need to talk about this this term of salvation.
1: Yeah, this is where we really kind of dive into our theology of what is good and what is bad, mm. what is right and what is wrong. Ultimately, we believe that if you are going to be with God in eternity, if you're going to get to heaven or whatever that kind of looks like to you, biblically, the picture there is that the only people that could be with a perfect holy God are people that would be perfect and holy. That's his standard, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But then the Bible goes on to say, but we've all sinned and we all fall short Mm -hmm. of the glory, right? Like Mm -hmm. no one is perfect. No one is good. uh, No matter how you might want to weigh yourself. I think it's James two that that says, even if you've broken one law, that's the same as being guilty of breaking all of those laws and what we're in danger of, or what we need Mm -hmm. saved from is the fact that we are going to stand before God. And if nothing changes, if I just go up like right now, before I make this decision, I don't get in. Yeah. then that's a scary thought. What does life look for me if I don't make it, if I'm not perfect, if I'm not righteous enough?
0: Hmm. You said uh, the nature, that nature is in all of us, not something we've learned. And then you told a story about your kids at Clay Cafe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think
1: some people sometimes take offense when you say we're just born inherently not good but bad. People don't like to talk about that, but you see it in little kids. Mm. No one has to teach a two-year-old how to be violent or loud or inappropriate or Mm. dangerous or whatever the case might be. And I had the perfect picture of this when we took him to the Clay Cafe, which is one of those stores where you can go paint pottery and... They dry it out for you and all that kind of stuff. He's nineteen months old. He was stabbing people with paintbrushes. He wanted to throw everything on the ground and see it shatter through a fit when you tried to take it away from him. It was a birthday party. He was stealing other people's cake. Like it was it was just one minute to the next. This kid was a tornado of Hmm. all these things that he has not seen other people do. No mm-hmm. one had to teach him yeah. how to be violent or lose self-control or be selfish. Or just, This is our nature. This
0: is how we're born. It's what we do naturally. Hmm. Now, my thought around this is, so if that's the case, then might it be an argument to be made that it's something we have to kind of learn our way out of or try harder? But you said God never says, Try harder. Instead, he says, Why don't you let me fix that for you? Why doesn't try harder work? How does he fix it for me?
1: Yeah, I think the picture of why try harder doesn't work is that imperfect people can't make themselves perfect. We can try as hard as we want, but if my nature is sinful, if it's off somehow, then i don't even have the capacity to make it it's like saying here's a bucket full of dirty water to clean your dirty car with dirty things can't make dirty things clean <laughs> and so if i'm sinful then i'm i'm not going to be able to be anything other than that i would need someone who is without sin to fix that for me or to clean that for me right god doesn't encourage us to oh yeah just keep trying harder and eventually mm-hmm. you'll you'll be good enough for me mm-hmm. he he actually says why don't i remove that sin nature from you mm-hmm. why don't i just take it out of you altogether and make you into a new creation it sounds so crazy but that I mean, that's the gospel mm-hmm. and he gives us his righteousness he gives us a, a whole new way of living and, and being but that sin and
0: that old nature he, he kind of mm. kills forgives forgets yeah so the answer has to come from without not from within yeah. because it's just not there yeah, within us. Which is um, hard for a self-help world. Right, exactly. Uh, I just want to do it myself, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Most of us, when we think of God, or even life itself, whether we believe in God or not, we're kind of always grading ourselves. And then you said, you won't get graded by God, you get gifted by God. I thought that was an interesting comparison, graded to gifted. And you said, there is no judgment. So if I'm someone who perceives God like we talked about in the beginning as that judge in the sky. How can I believe this idea that we won't be
1: judged? Yeah, I think that's a really common misconception about God is that he is just this old grumpy man in Mm -hmm. heaven sitting behind his desk with a, what is it, a gavel or whatever, right? And he's just waiting to slam it on the table and say, Yes, no, "No, next. No, yeah, you (laughs) didn't make the cut, sorry, guilty. Um, But the Bible even says, this is John... 3.17, I think, says that God didn't send Jesus into the world to judge it, but to save it. Mm. His goal isn't for all of us to stand before him someday so that he can give us a grade and measure us according to how good we did or not, but it's to save us so that we don't even have to face that judgment. When we're saved, we're saved from a judgment that would say, Mm here's what you actually deserve. Right. This is what a sinful nature gets you. That mm. This is what should have been coming your way. Mm. But because you are saved, then that judgment gets avoided altogether. Yeah, You don't even have to go through with that. And yeah. God kind of looks at you and says, come on in, you're, you're my family now.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think the judge doesn't just let you off the hook, but Jesus actually fulfills the punishment for that. And at one point I remember you made a statement and you said, What happens when someone takes on the whole sin of the world that kills them i thought Mm. that was an interesting Mm. statement that you made yeah
1: it's god is still a judge yeah he's also your dad (laughs) and so the price
0: was paid but he paid it for sure so you got the speeding ticket but it's like he rips it up in front of you now a lot of times people can just talk about this topic and this is kind of where it ends This whole idea that Mm. I'm a sinner and I'm not perfect and therefore I can't be in God's presence and he fixes that. But you said God doesn't just say, yeah, you're saved, but he goes further. He calls us sons and daughters. He adopts us as children into his family. And then you said we inherit everything he has as a gift. That sounds like way more than just this idea that you're saved from trouble. So what does it mean being adopted as children and to inherit everything he has?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where you almost picture yourself as imagine that you're an orphan and you've grown up in an orphanage. You've never owned anything. All of your clothing came from donations and your shoes are from the orphanage and and whatever else. And then someday Hmm. this incredibly loving, generous, wealthy, gifted, huge, awesome family comes and says, we're adopting you. You're going to be our son. And instantly you get all of the, The benefits of being in that family and you get brothers and sisters and you get a loving father and and you Mm. You get a home and you get your own room and all these things not even just things but All the things that matter with being in a family you gain them instantly in that moment Mm. Uh, That's kind of what salvation is. It's you you've been saved certainly from your old life but you also gain so much more now so it's salvation isn't just a oh look you get to avoid hell but it's you you get to gain heaven and all that that means for you in the
0: here and now what it means for you forever i like how you use this verse john one twelve, where he says he gave us the right to become children of god you talked about this as the good news there's no judgment that we're free from sin and consequences and this is why we have joy, and this is why we sing, and without this, what do we have? But going back to the title of the talk, it talks about this helmet of salvation. So if this is what salvation is, why is it a helmet? Well, I think first and foremost, it's it's good to know that
1: a helmet protects your most important thing, which is your your head, your brain. And so salvation for us would be that most important thing. But it, it's also both spiritual warfare and salvation in general. These These are battles for the mind this when when i got saved nothing physically changed for me nothing mm-hmm. tangible happened around me i didn't even necessarily feel physically different mm-hmm. but it's it's believing and knowing that this is a change that has happened from within and so i'm believing that in my head i'm i've got that faith that is in my head and the bible talks a lot about your thoughts and taking mm-hmm. every thought captive mm-hmm. and, and so there really is this certain degree of Perhaps the enemy will try and undo some of these decisions you've made or or cause you to doubt them, but again, that's all going to be these thoughts that you have all these things that are happening in your head it's our most vital organ and, and so salvation then is is that constant belief but battle that no i i really am who god says i am i mm. really am saved even if i don't feel like it I, I really am righteous before god even if i messed up today mm. I, I really am adopted into his family even if i feel lonely
0: that there's a lot of battle that goes on in our heads mm. so it kind of protects our thinking for sure yeah, from- yeah going down all these paths that we can so easily go down that aren't true yeah. right yeah you can talk about this salvation and you know back to John one twelve the right to become a child of God so then I let's say I become a child of God is that it you know, is that the end of something? Do we roll the credits now? Okay, I've done it. Congratulations. You've reached the finish line. Right. Is that how it goes?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like that's how we, we almost portray it that way, right? Like, mm. yeah, get saved. And so you get a 15-year-old at youth camp that gets saved, and mm. then what? Right? Like, yeah. do they just wait around for 70 years? And then, right. oh, good, my salvation matters now. Yeah. No, I mean, we would say that salvation is something that... It, it changes everything right then in the moment. Colossians 2, 6 says, Just as you received Christ as Lord, continue to live in him, being rooted and built up. So now it's it's something that we do. It's, we, we continue to grow. We continue to do the things he wants us to do. We continue to step out in faith. We continue to o- obey him with whatever it is he's calling us to do. But again, that's where we get our our purpose and our meaning and our passion and our joy is in the here and now. So sometimes we make salvation oh good I'm I'm set for life after death. But really salvation is you know life after birth. Mm. It, it's what it matters for me today.
0: Mm. Yeah like you talked about that new nature. Uh I think scripture also says the new has come but the the old is gone. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's not a minor thing. Yeah. Last question I have. If someone's listening to this and they say okay I want to enter into this right that John describes in John one twelve the right to become a child of God. What do they do? Is there a magic password? Is it a moment? Is it a process? Is it simple? Is it complex? Yes, it is all of those things <laughs> it 's
1: um you know, sometimes we, we've boiled down salvation to that famous kind of prayer of, yeah. you know, dear Jesus, come into my heart mm. kind of thing. But there's no magic password. The Bible even says if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and you proclaim with your mouth, then you will you'll be saved. There's really not more to it than that other than just saying, you know what? I do believe that Jesus is really who he says he is, that he is the Savior, and I want him to take my old nature away and give me a new nature and so i'm i'm in, i'm inviting him to do that and i've got the faith that even though I might not feel different or look different in this moment, I know I'm changed mm-hmm. drastically from the inside out because that's what scripture tells me. I mean, that that's it. You, you simply believe and you ask, and then you need to find a church family. You need to find some people around you that can help walk this path with you and point you in the right direction and maintain that relationship.
0: Yeah. I would encourage, I guess, anyone who's thinking about that even to click on the link to Mark's message that talks about this, because I think you did go into that in in pretty good detail. Uh, to watch it, and then also our email. Let's go there at CrossPointChurch.ca. Is it Let's go there yes. or Let's yep. go there? Pac? Yeah, Let's go there. And feel free to email us. I mean, we're doing this, and you know, sometimes we we come up with answers for things, but we realize that for individuals. It's really complex. There's a lot of things that people go through as they think through these things. And we can give an answer and you go, I don't know about that, right? Mm -hmm. And you might want to engage or ask some more questions and all that. And we'd love to hear what you have to say or engage in any questions. So feel free to email us. And ask away, fire away, and there is no stupid question. In fact, I think there's a link on our church website if you go to CrossPointChurch.ca/slash
1: jesus i think there's a lot of those next steps and if you're interested in salvation then here's some things to look at read think about talk about uh which is really helpful if someone out there is on that path right now
0: awesome well thank you mark for your thoughts on the helmet of salvation and thanks everyone for listening the podcast that always wears a helmet or should